broadcasting from Woodstock, Georgia. Welcome to Soul Solutions, a show where we overcome our fears and our limiting beliefs. I'm your host, author, and certified life coach, Terry Kozlowski. Hello, warriors. Are you being held back by your egoic mind? Do you know how to shift from a pessimistic perspective to an optimistic one? I have an exercise that will enable you to hear the voice of your soul and alter your perspectives to transform your thinking. The show notes contains the link for this free tool. Don't continue to let the egoic voice negatively affect your life. Now let's start this week's episode. Episode 171. It's helpful to understand the myth of being fair. As humanity's faith in reason replaced the adherence to customs and the monarchy's authority during the Enlightenment, the idea of justice became a cultural ideal. Early proponents of the Enlightenment thought that since humans are capable of reason, they should also be impartial and fair. Everyone likes the idea of justice. Furthermore, I'm sure that everyone would like to live in a just society where everyone receives what is due to them and there is fairness and justice. When you play a game with a two-year-old, he won't feel the least bit guilty about removing your pieces or thinking it's unfair when you take his off the board at random. Until you learn the arbitrary game rules, then when the rules are broken, you feel violated and say, that's not fair. Disobeying arbitrary rules enables people to reconnect with their authentic power that lives within them. Although equal chance for equal gain is fundamental for the definition of fair, it does not equate to equal. It's not fair to say that everyone gets their way. Instead, it shows that each member of the group has an equal chance of gaining something. For example, a teacher may only provide computer time in the classroom to pupils who have finished their assignments. Since everyone has a chance to do their assignments, that is fair. It would not be fair if the teacher only allow right-handed students to use the computer. How Children Learn Fairness Parents can begin early at home by assisting children in sharing snacks, setting the table alternately, and sharing toys or computer time. The ultimate aim is for kids to handle disagreements on their own. If the kids have the resources, there are several tactics that are effective in a range of situations. By mastering techniques for handling conflict in the home or on the playground and in the classroom, these confrontations become chances for character development and cooperation. Ownership is yet another crucial component of equity. Everyone is entitled to their own property. It's critical to teach children about the various forms of ownership by the person, by the family, by the community. Speaking with a child about which toys they don't want to share before friends arrive or about sharing when choosing whether to bring toys to school is a beneficial way to keep conflicts at a minimum. Kids also need to understand responsibility for their property. For example, they won't be able to write if they lose all their pencils, or if they give away their snacks to a hungry child, then they will go hungry. You need to encourage your child to bring an extra snack for their friend, and by doing so, assisting them in coming up with solutions to problems by asking them about their thoughts and opinions. Being fair difference. Being fair differs from being nice. The idea that being fair and being nice are synonymous is false. 
Ownership laws are always in effect, and fairness does not equate to niceness. Although you have given your friend your house to use while you are on vacation for three years in a row, she is not required to let you use her house when she's on vacation. You get to decide to be nice and let her use your home. Maybe she has a good reason for not reciprocating, but it has nothing to do with whether she's being fair. As people become older, they learn fair is a spectrum with many distinct shades of gray. Not everyone gets picked for the team, gets the job, and not every person wins the grand prize. Youngsters also begin to pick up on the subtleties and irregularities in the process of making judgments. You are their role model. Thus, you must resist the temptation to be cynical or inconsistent. Remind yourself that you don't decide what is fair for others, as you aren't the judge. You're the only one you have to manage. We must give others the gift of empowerment and the assurance that they can manage their own actions and decisions if they are to develop personal responsibility. It's only fair, right? Fair can be applied only if everyone is the same. Instead of expecting the same from everyone, keep in mind that there are each distinct individuals. Therefore, their uniqueness needs to be considered. While not equal, various standards based on one's authenticity are not unjust. Have you ever visited a store and noticed something your child would really enjoy? You choose to give them this tiny gift as a surprise, but as soon as you do, you feel bad since you should buy something similar for each of your other children. So 45 minutes later, you leave the store disappointed, having spent an additional $20 looking for something you did intend to buy. You've purchased unnecessary items for the other children, which they are unlikely to value. Then, in the name of fairness, you've wasted time and money. I'm going to give you the gift of permission. Permission to handle everyone uniquely. Allowance to pick up a small gift for a single person not for everyone. Permission to change someone's work output to better suit their needs rather than that of a group. Permission to unwind and accept that it's suitable to not always be fair, but to be nice. Realizing that life isn't fair is a valuable life lesson, not just for children. Comprehending the virtual inherent in unfairness is even more valuable. Unconditional love is better than fairness. Not being fair is one of the best lessons you can ever give your children. What they need instead of fairness is love without conditions. Love them when they take home the trophy. When their sibling grieves because they didn't get a prize, show them your love. Admire them when they quickly solve the puzzle. Love them even if it takes hours to complete the riddle. No matter what, love them. Because when you want them to understand that love always triumphs over fairness, even though there will be inevitably harsh moments in life, love is stronger than all injustice. Nothing in life is fair, and it never was and it never will be. However, despite all the whining and blaming, you are generally taking action to better your life. You can whine endlessly about how someone else is performing better than you, but whining won't make the issue go away. It only serves to agitate you and annoy others rather than to take action. Let's imagine that clutter is getting out of hand in your life. Are you making any efforts to tidy up, or are you just whining about it? Have you put any effort into purging what you no longer use? Have you organized so you can save time in finding things? Do you sell those unwanted items? 
When you generally want to solve a situation, you act in this manner. Being fair is inaccessible. Fairness is unachievable for a variety of reasons. The main one is the limitation of your brain. The attainment of fairness is contingent upon humanity freeing itself from the constraints of socialization and transcending all prior knowledge regarding what the brain notices and what it doesn't. Regretfully, studies reveal cognitive constraints hinder individuals from breaking free from the limitations of all the knowledge they have ever gained. Bias is unavoidable because of cognitive constraints which are a feature of the brain structure. For instance, those early enlightened philosophers, as I mentioned earlier, who held that justice could exist because humans are capable of rational thought, also contended that certain groups, such as Native Americans, women, slaves, lacked the capacity for rational thought and should therefore be eradicated, possessed, enslaved, or silenced. It's very clear sign to stop and reconsider the possibilities of for fairness if the folks who propagated the fairness construct were blind to their own hypocrisies regarding fairness. Being human means that you are biased and prejudiced because of cognitive limitations. Generational patterns of behavior and being human increases the likelihood that you will act on your biases and do harm. Your logical cells provide the justification for your emotional inclinations. You frequently resort to legitimation because you don't want others to think you're biased. However, just because you use the vocabulary of rational legal discourse, such as, I'm just following the rules, doesn't imply that you are being fair. The need for fairness is about envy. The issue with many people is that whether they acknowledge it or not, if they are jealous of those who believe they are doing better in life. The issue with many people is that whether they acknowledge it is that they are jealous of those who they believe are doing better in life. While it's true that they have it better, it's crucial to keep in mind that some of them had put a lot of effort to get there. They focused on getting better and making the most of what they had at their disposal. You should be a target of at least one finger of blame for every finger you aim at somebody else. Until someone stops pointing fingers and takes action, nothing gets done. It's up to you to make something meaningful out of this life. It's yours. Nobody should have to hold their breath until you're satisfied. You aren't their problem. So before time runs out, Are you going to seize your kingdom, or will you live your entire life pretending to be a victim? It is up to you, but you're going to live a lifetime of suffering and disappointment if you expect too much from this life and not enough out of it. Don't subject yourself to that. Do something with your life. Go slowly if you have to. Starting from scratch and building a bigger, better existence is the most difficult thing to do. You can achieve it, a minor triumph, as soon as you take bold action. They'll build on one another and you'll start moving forward if you can maintain the pace. It gets easier and you'll get better at pivoting and getting past challenges and stronger and more resilient you will become. Eventually, you'll realize fairness was never really necessary. You'll become quite confident in your authentic self and this self-assuredness never would have happened if you waited for life to give you a break. 
You don't have time to feel sorry for yourself, and you can learn to embrace the unfairness of life, overcoming the idea of being fair. If there has been so much injustice in the past, how can you start being fair now? If you suddenly find yourself in a world without cognitive constraints, the the only way to guarantee fairness would be to make sure that everyone starts at the same place. And that doesn't appear likely. The good news is that if you're prepared to admit that fairness is unachievable, your community can develop and prosper. You will experience discomfort if, in all honesty, you acknowledge you're not fair. Very awkward, isn't it? Admitting that you can never be fair may seem simple, but it has deeper implications. However, you can begin to make allowances for your bias if you acknowledge you will never be impartial and just because of your cognitive limitations. You can make simple adaptations by surrounding yourself with individuals who have different experiences and opinions than you. So, be prepared to feel uncomfortable if you wish to go toward this impersonal idea of justice. It's necessary for you to surround yourself with those who confront you about your prejudices. Be prepared to listen. Keep silent and not assume that you are always right. More equitable rules can only be made when those drafting them represent a diverse population. By hearing those who differ from you, you acknowledge you might not know how to be fair to all parties involved. Moving past fairness. Try acting as though there is no such thing as fair or unjust today when you see something that seems unfair. It simply is. You find that you'll find that all that's left to do is to pursue your heart's desire when there is no injustice to oppose. The purpose of this piece is not to refute the existence of unfairness in the world. It exists. However, a lot of people believe that to be unfair can be neutralized by changing one's perspective. It has great power. Use it today and move past the idea of fairness. Do you need help to shed those biases? Are you looking for a way to create more inner peace? Do you need someone to help you be accountable during this process? If so, please reach out to me at terrykozlowski.com and we can create a plan for you to create inner peace in your life. Thanks for listening to Soul Solutions with Terry Kozlowski. If you'd like the show and want to learn more, check out terrykozlowski.com where you can find the links to everything we talked about in this episode. Please subscribe to the show so you'll never miss an episode as we overcome our fears and our limiting beliefs. 